What are you having? Yeah, what's for dinner? Uh, pad Thai. It was Angeline's birthday, and we all get a birthday treat. So I talked them into Thai food. Nice. From Excellent. like a restaurant. Nice. It's called Lana Thai. Where's that at? Mm, up on Larpenter, I think. Oh, okay. Somewhere around there. I've never actually been to that area, but we tend to order from the Thai place that used to be there a lot. Mm. But the Thai place closed and was replaced by another Thai place. <laughs> I think that happened. I think that happens a lot. It does. Because because the Thai place that I used to really like called Supatra's on West 7th, not far from Highland Nursery, they closed. And now it's called Phi Che, but it's another Thai place. And I just go there and I think it even has the same menu, mm. but different ownership. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend if you like Thai food. I love, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say I love Thai I like Thai food. I don't know if I've had enough in my life to be like... Love it. It's a staple mm. in my dining out adventures. Anything with a peanut sauce is gold in my book. Right. I mean, I do love a good hoisin all day long. Mm, yum. <laughs> I think the, the first time I had Thai food, I was in Shanghai. Jeez. I was like, or maybe I, tr- I had tried it before, but I didn't know what to order. And I thought I was like at a Chinese restaurant. So I ordered like the most Chinese food thing, like mm. sweet and sour chicken and fried rice or something. And it just wasn't that good. And then when I went to China, some one of my f- friends like was like, we should go to this Thai restaurant. And it was just called Thai Restaurant. <laughs> and it, it was in, yeah, I was in Shanghai. And I was like, okay, we'll try it. And it was so good. And I, t- I brought my parents there when they came to visit. That reminds me a lot of when I was in Japan. Adrian had a day where he was like, I really am missing like American food. But we were trying to find something. And we found a restaurant that was all in like decked out American like baseball players and red, white, and blue and all of these things. And they just sold a bunch of hot dogs. That was it. That was their American food was hot dogs. <laughs> but he loved it. That's what he was like. I want a hot dog. You, oh, God, excuse me. The first time I uh, had Thai food, I was in London. Oh, yeah. Was it good? Probably. I know that was in 2011. <laughs> it's really hard to remember back that long. I was going to say it isn't... Um, like London kind of known for their Thai food, but it's their curry that like they're super kind of known for, isn't it? I think England, I might be speaking incorrectly, but I'm pretty sure England is like curry is very popular there. Like Indian Would it be Indian? Food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Indian? I'm saying. Okay. I was thinking Ooh. Thai, but it's actually curry slash Indian. Well, on that note, let's talk about plants. <laughs> Welcome to Rough Around the Hedges podcast, everybody. I'm Kaylin. I'm Adam. And I'm Christine. And today we're going to talk about... Spooky, scary, horror stories about our plants. <laughs> and like, maybe we should note for the record that we totally already recorded this episode virtually last week. Yeah. And we recorded the whole thing. And then after we hung up and like said goodnight, we were like, oops, it didn't record. So... Yeah. Yeah, so we're trying. This is like... That's on me. That's my bad. Dose. <laughs> numero dose um, for this particular topic. However, it's still pre-Halloween. Yeah. Is it? Or will it be coming out? Yes, this yeah. will come out. Yes. On the, Halloween? The Sunday before Halloween. Halloween's on a Tuesday, okay. Adam. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> like, I cannot, does that show you that I don't really care? Follow the best holiday of the on? year? What? See, I, mean, I have my whole month and a half before Halloween planned out to a T, so mm-hmm. I definitely know Halloween's on a Tuesday. <laughs> Is it your last, will that be your last day, like, at the Yes, the I'm working at a haunted house, um, Onion Head's a wrench at Mall of America. Use code Onion Head for your $13 off. No, it's just Onion. <laughs> on, yeah, I threw a bunch of coupon codes out there on the last episode we recorded. So, coupon code Onion for $13 off your ticket if you want to go. Onion Head's a wrench at Mall of America, open till Halloween. I also like that you posted it in the Facebook group, like, come look at the fake plants. <laughs> yeah, I asked uh, I asked Thomas if I could post, and he was like, only if you make it about plants. And I was like, cool, I'll talk about the couple fake plants they have in there. The horrible, horrible fern in the living room that gets no light, nowhere near a window. That's a horror story. Not even itself. not even near a <laughs> fake window. The plants There's in no a windows. haunted house. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, I see. There's, there, there's fake plants literally inside the haunted space. Yes, there's a lot of Spanish moss too, Christina. I know you'd love that. Gross. Mm. 
Christine hates for Christine, Moss. the real horror story would just be like putting Christine in a room with nothing but Spanish moss. Can you imagine the spider mites? And, and it's just, it's just a, like you have to take a nap on a bed of Spanish moss and Gross. there's just spider mites crawling in there. I mean, I'll take that over erosion cloth if we're going to talk haunted houses any day. Can't What's stand erosion it. cloth? It's just like a filler that they tend to put in haunted houses. If Oh, we need something hanging from the ceiling? Erosion cloth. It's what like, is it? It's like a straw almost. It's a super fibrous material. Oh. The brown it's stuff, like it little, stinks. Uh, hemp cords. Yeah, I didn't know that was called erosion cloth. Yeah, we yeah. have that. We definitely have that. I walked through some of that today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it like because it's used to like stop erosion from happening? Oh, I'm sure. I'm, the surface of the ground. Yeah, and like put rocks on top or something. But so it's it's cheap. Mm, it's strong. bulk. It's a, a something that you can hang from a ceiling, and it looks spooky if you like cut it in strips. And every haunted house ever has like a million of it in there. Nice. I think that's a rare sticker you got there, Adam. Adam just showed off one of our logo stickers on his water bottle. Um, I it's think an original. It's well, it's, I think it's a holographic pattern that I don't do on that one specifically anymore. So it's a limited edition. So my uh, my first horror story is uh, people in the Facebook plant groups who are like, "What plant can I put?" Well, the worst is in this windowless room. But a lot of times they'll be like, oh, what plant can I put 20 feet away from a window, 10 feet away from a window? It looks great here. I really am thinking like a filly fig or something. And people are like, "Mm." like, there's the smart people who are like, you probably shouldn't put anything there. And then there's the other people who are like, oh, my God, you could put this there. (laughs) You could grow all these things there. And then I come in. I'm like, you can't put anything but a fig plant there unless you add a grow light. And then people don't listen to me. They're like, well, she didn't give me the answer I wanted, so I'm not going to (laughs) listen. Yeah. Over and over again. This happens so much. And I tell Christine about it every time I send her screenshots. I'm like, Christine, look at this dumbass. I mean, what? No, it's it's, it's the the people who ought to know better who are giving the advice. Really, that's the horror. Right. The person asking, what plant can I put here is not really the culprit unless they purposely ignore me. And someone else was like, oh, you can put a bird of paradise there. And they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I already told someone about your app with the, with the spicy chili peppers. Oh, the, the goblin talk? Or the whatever. chat GPT. Yeah. yeah. The, um, I was like, we were somehow, I mean, you know me. Like, I was at brunch and we were, the topic of AI came up, as it does. And I was immediately like, is AI your Roman empire, Adam? (laughs) Have you heard of this app that can make you sound super sassy or super ridiculously genuine based on how many spicy peppers you add? (laughs) And they were like, no, I haven't heard of that. And I was like, well, dang, I can't remember what it's called. But if you listen to the episode we recorded last week, which we actually forgot to record, (laughs) you can find it out. What was it called again? Goblin talk or something? Gremlin speak? It's goblin dot tool. Goblin tool. Okay. Both uh, of those names, though, plural. you recommended would be <laughs> goblin tools. Yeah. Both of the names you um, recommended, though, Christine, would be potential alternative names right. for our future podcasts. Goblin talk. <laughs> so for all of you tuning in who didn't listen to the episode we didn't record last week. <laughs> he said so mean to me. No, it's nothing on you, Christine, but there's I'm no the way they would have known. They would, there's, there's no way they would have known what we were talking about if they don't explain <laughs> what we're talking about. So um, what I do when I give plant advice, and I'm, I'm too direct and to the point because I don't have time to like waffle around and add extra words. I'm just going to tell you it's too dark. You can't put your plant there. So what this, do, <clears throat> what this website will do. Uh, in the formalizer uh, option, you can type out what you want to say, and then you can have them make your text more sarcastic, more sociable, less emotional, more passionate. You could have it changed into bullet points. You can make it less snarky, more professional, more polite, or easier to read. <laughs> and then you can change how extreme you want it. So they have uh, spicy levels. You can get one chili pepper up to five chili peppers. And so what I'll do is I'll type in like, your plant needs more light, whatever. And then I will have it turned into something more sociable. So let's say your plant is not getting enough light. I want to make it more sociable. And let's go three chili peppers. 
So it tells me this is what I should say. Hey there. So I've noticed something about your plant. It seems like your plant might not be getting the amount of light it needs to thrive. Cool. That's great. That's a little nicer than what I was directly <laughs> saying. But now we're going to make it five chili peppers. And this is what it turns into. Hey there. So I just wanted to bring something to your attention. You know that beautiful plant of yours? Well, it seems like it might be missing out on a little something. You see, it's not getting quite much as light as it needs to thrive. I just wanted to give you a friendly heads up about that. Maybe you could find a way to give it a little extra light. It would really appreciate it. <laughs> um, and now, just for fun, let's make it more sarcastic. Five chili peppers. This one's my favorite, and this is how I really feel about people not giving their plant <laughs> enough light. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Your plant is just thriving. Clearly thriving. In fact, it's practically bursting with vitality. And by the way, your plant is definitely not, I repeat, not suffering at all from severe <laughs> lack of light. Nope, not at all. Your plant is totally thriving on this whole limited sunlight thing. It's loving every moment of it. How can you even suggest otherwise? I mean, seriously, who needs light when you've got pure darkness, right? It's like a spa treatment for your plant, a true vacation in the shadows. It's nourishing itself on the absence of lights, just reaching its full potential in this perpetual twilight. So enjoy watching your plant rejoice in its wonderfully dark and gloomy existence. <laughs> that was like two paragraphs after you typed in like one tiny phrase. <clears throat> Five chili peppers. Wow. So the point is, I've already been spreading the word. Um, and now the word has been spread to like our entire audience for real, because we I'm going to confirm right now we're recording. Yes. <laughs> OK, <laughs> if we have to, I will record this episode again next week. I will not. I don't have time for that. Yeah, I have no time I'll for that. I'll record it by myself, dude. I'm going to record it. I'll record it by myself. I'll know the whole thing by heart at that point. Are you going to do our um, voices? Yes. Ever I'll since mid-September, I've had... to another episode of Rough Around the Hedges podcast. I'm Kaylin. I'm Adam. Adam. <laughs> and I'm Christine. Adam finally gets to do the intro by himself. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so horror stories, people that ask for advice but then refuse to listen to it. Yeah. Um, mm. Which is even worse because the instance you're talking about, this lady had... She had probably like huge 12-foot tall windows um in her office space and she refused we were like just put the plant in front of the window and she goes no i want it here at my desk 12 feet away from it it's like no just put it in the window oh is this the recent one yeah okay so it wasn't just an office with walls of windows it was an atrium with one of those little oh, yeah. vestibules for cooling off and cool um bringing temp up in the winter which was in the way that was the picture she shared i'm like okay so not only do you have one pane of glass separating you in the outside world you also have another two panes of glass separating this plant from the sunlight you say it's getting right i was like this is this is not as much light as you think it is and then she said it was northeast facing and i'm like uh i've tried to calculate how good northeast facing windows are and they're shit they never get any direct sunlight it's so stupid it's just like the way that house is turned and the way the sunset comes up there are no light is ever going to shine in a northeast facing window so i missed the part that it was north northeast yeah she put it in the original post or added it later or something gotcha. and then the, there's other plants you can see in her photos of what the office looks like and i'm like they're not thriving they're getting leggy and like oh yeah i told her i was like you can't put plants here and she's like Blah, blah, blah. Yes, I can. And then some other lady comes in to undermine me and she's like, look at my monster elbow. It has eight leaves and it lives in my office eight feet away from a window. Look how nice it looks. And I was like trying to find anything wrong with this plant to be like, uh, no. I missed that the leaves were a little droopy. Christine found that the out. The leaves are droopy. The leaves are small. The leaves didn't have fenestrations. I mean. No, I think one of them. I think like maybe the one did. did have fenestration, but like. But not to sure be like, I'm better than you, but my monster. You should be like, how? 1600 foot candles, 12 hours a day, and it's got 17 leaves, and they're all massive and fully fenestrated. And Do you get one leaf per month? I get like a leaf every week and a half at this point. Mm, okay. Maybe yeah, that's she a little probably too gets fast. one leaf every six months, it yeah. would be my guess. And your plant just looks great because, you know, five of those leaves grew when it was closer to a window. But like, I'm not going to, I want to open that can of worms, but. <laughs> But bite my like, tongue does the process I... of chasing people that are telling other people that they don't need to give their plants light, like, is that a fulfilling and satisfying pursuit? The thing is, they asked. They asked for opinions and they asked for, it's not like they're not asking. 
and I'm just telling them what's wrong. They're right. like, you know, here's my conundrum. And I'm like, I know the answer, but you're not going to listen to me because it's not what you want to hear. Yeah. I kind of just don't engage. engage. I kind of yeah. don't engage because <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, I see enough plant torture happening. <laughs> I mean, there's That's like, <laughs> it's like a whole, it, there's like a whole field of science that just is dependent on plant torture that I didn't even know existed until quite recently. And it's like, you know, genomics and plant science and like in order to learn basically anything about how the plants survive in the wild they're like subjected to like these terrible treatments of like extreme drought and then you'll have that be the experimental group and the control group gets Uh normal watering right and then one group gets like extreme light for 30 minutes out of the day like in extreme intensity with a really short photo period and then no other light and then the control group gets like the right amount of intensity for like, you know, 10 hours out of the day. And that's the control group. So I went to a seminar and it was like, oh yeah, we just torture like (laughs) all of these groups of plants to find out like what their, if you know, what their defense mechanisms are and how, what is their like turger loss point when they actually lose all, um, sort of vigor and just wilt and die and start deteriorating. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that was kind of a, that was eye opening for me to realize how central the like mistreatment of plants is to science. I guess I should have known because I hear a lot about like animals being experimented on for the sake of figuring stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the house plant people who do it in their own homes, but not for (laughs) science. Not for it's not even for just science, bad guys. At plants. I think some of it. I mean, I might do some slight torture here, and that, but that is in the name of science. Oh, how about what, the like radiation what? on those stingrays? Uh, those are getting picked up next weekend, and then I will get them back the weekend after. So then we'll see. Like submitting yes. plants to radiation to try and get vacation. <laughs> quiet. I definitely uh, push the <laughs> how long can you go without water and still be alive card. Um, rip stuff out of their. So mediums and threw them in other mediums or ripped all the roots off to try and see how I can reroot and all that nonsense. Yeah. It turns out that plants can actually acclimate to water deprivation mm-hmm. over the course of a year. And in fact, many do outside, like they have a much higher tolerance for drought in the middle of the summer than they do in this early spring. Mm. So like over the course of a growing season, you can actually drought, stress your plant further and further without having it lose like turgidity and wilt which i think is kind of cool yeah um maybe not all plants but a lot of them so you can condition plants to like withstand drought to a certain extent it's all my plants over here baby (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and then the same with light so that's why we talk about acclimating right um plants slowly to light because they have a better acclimation success if you do it slowly and gradually than if you just like take it from the shade inside your house and stick it in a full sunspot it'll just collapse and that's kind of where i'm a horrible person where i'm like you either survive or you don't this is where we find out i mean and i think that's why i've had some trouble like pulling plants out of a grow tent mm. because it was like getting constant humidity and moisture. And then I like pulled it out and just expected it to live in the plant room and get watered once a week with all the rest of my plants. Right. And I was like, Oh, it's impossible because it just collapsed when I tried to do that. But maybe if I had figured out a way to do it more gradually, I kept it more moist or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want to pull my, my ghost has gotten too big for the cabinet and I'm debating pulling it out to see if, maybe less light it's lost some of its whiteness um and i'm wondering if maybe less light will make it get white again but i'm worried it's gonna collapse on me ghosts are a little bit halloweeny spooky spooky but i don't actually know if i'm going you go go ahead kaylin i was just gonna say spooky scary skeleton (laughs) (laughs) what are your guys's costumes this year for halloween party I'm not even I, going to I'm a Halloween at a, I'm working at a haunted house, so I'm wearing clothes. You're not going to... That's good. I'm... <laughs> As opposed to no clothes. Yeah, I'm not dressing up. All my costumes are too elaborate. Oh. What about you do your um, 
Carmen Sandiego coat and hat? Doesn't fit. Mm. Just good old witch hat. Um, I could, I could do, I could do a witch. Um, no, I made the Carmen Sandiego coat way too fitted. It's beautiful when it fits. It does not fit right now. Gotcha. I am. I was going to do this last year, but I didn't have enough time to get it done. Kaylin misheard me at a Harry Potter trivia and thought I said the Wicked Witch of the Midwest. So I'm making that into a costume this year. And I think I'm like, I'm still digging the the ninja where I (laughs) like, because I learned one of you informed me recently that ninjas, real ninjas actually just wear like casual ordinary clothes (laughs) so i was going to show up to the halloween party and they're going to ask me why i didn't dress up and i would be like i did dress up and they're going to be like well what are you supposed to be and i'll be like i'm a ninja right so i also yeah i I also do you all missed it on the episode we recorded but didn't record we talked about ninjas for a while (laughs) yeah if you guys would have been like real fans and actually tuned in to last week's episode that we didn't record (laughs) you would have already known this information oh my god um, I also debated going as theater technician Barbie because everyone's doing Barbies do this year. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So everyone's doing Barbies this year. And that's one I haven't seen anyone talk about or wanting to do. And so I was going to go to Target and buy the little pack of women's tools that are all pink. Oh, my and- God. That's my tools. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and have a bunch of pink tools and just pink, like regular jeans and a shirt and a theater technician. Adrian has pink e-tape that I could put on me. It'd be great. Christine, remember our college tool set was pink? That's the same yep. one I still have. <laughs> and Brandon has like actual tools in the garage, but he still finds the need to use mine and then not put them back. <laughs> but I always know they're mine because they're pink. Right? I love pink. Maybe I should be a pink ninja. You can be Barbie ninja. Ninja Barbie. Barbie ninja. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm sure that happened at one point. Martial right? arts like Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> Barbie Ninja. <laughs> Maybe not. I need more plant horror stories, you guys. Who's got a plant horror story? What I don't awful even re- things I don't have remember you done what to plants? I think Kayla and I are both um, guilty of just throwing plants that are infested in bugs outside in the middle of the winter and cold and watching oh, them yeah, slowly wilt away and die. On the episode where we did record. That's also another science okay. experiment, just seeing how long. Um... Because it was in the garage, it took a while, but then all of a sudden one day the golden pothos that had spider mites that I put in the garage was just like dead, wilty, yeah. brown, mushy. I don't usually do that. I <laughs> like, if I'm going to kill a plant, like I cut it up and put it in the garbage can and then it like goes out with the kitchen garbage. You don't like to look at your body well, as it's It had spider mites, <laughs> so it couldn't stay in the house. It had to immediately oh, leave. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And usually I'm just throwing mine in the like garbage bin out in the garage and just any other time I go out to put garbage in it I'm like oh yeah you're still, still in there the plant in its pot and I wanted to take the pot so I just left it there to die and then deal with it have you ever weeks. just like completely forgot a plant existed and you just left it there for weeks in your house and you just then realized it like weeks later and you're like oh my god I haven't watered this I just did that no, um I don't do that <laughs> I took Cuttings of my Siltipicana El Salvador, and I put them in a little container, and they actually, the container was on my plant shelf, and it fell in the back, it like fell off of it, and it was just sitting on the ground behind the shelf, probably for like three months. And then I finally like one day was like really digging, and I'm like, oh, oh, I did that. And they were rooted and growing. No. (laughs) They're just sitting there like, hi, can we be plants, please? Yeah, I think the only time I've done that is like with cuttings that I rooted and then like the whole glass is the water or the cup of water that I'm rooting that I made completely evaporates. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I left it on the bottom shelf in my grow tent and like totally didn't fill it. But I also have just these nightmares where <clears throat> like it's it's like because my grow tent's in the basement with like 200 plants, mm-hmm. I've it's easier to forget completely that it exists. And I go sometimes days and I feel like so guilty when I realize that it's been like four days since I've even unzipped my grow tent and looked inside of it. Oh, I uh, only go in my grow tent once a week right now because I'm too busy. You're busy. They get watered. (laughs) They get watered once a week and actually I haven't checked on them lately. They're two days behind, but. They all came in from outside, so I know they're 
mostly fine. I'll get to it when I get to it. That's just reiterating the beauty of having clear tents that are literally in my dining room. So I am forced to stare at things at least every couple days. The beauty of clear tents in my dining room. The the beauty of me having to walk around my plants is that I have to look at them. I just think it's funny because if there's like a non-plant person listening to the episode, they're like, what are they talking about? (laughs) Clear tents? Yeah. I've had um, actually the opposite happen where I put a plant in LECA and I this was a weird phenomena where it was in such high humidity that the reservoir was recollecting water out of the air. And so all of a sudden it was just like full of water and it was just sitting. No, it it happened. I think I texted Kaylin about it. I'm like, this keeps happening. This is weird. Um, (laughs) And then just the cup, it would just be full of water. And here's the poor plant like help uh, I would definitely, that's one of, that's a situation where I'd, I'd have to witness that in with my own eyes to believe that that's. Yeah. I'd have to think back on actually, which one it was specifically, but I was like, why does this keep refilling with water? <laughs> the water's just filling and overflowing. Yeah. Why? Oh, I have um, a horror story. <laughs> uh, I got spider mites and the spider mites, I didn't catch them. I think it was my Friday originally who was infecting everybody. But the um, plant was in my south window, and then I moved a couple things around. And by the time I realized I had spider mites, I had moved a couple plants around. And so before you know it, both of my south-facing windows had spider mites. And I had a shit ton of plants in those windows, so everything had to get treated because nothing could be trusted. Um, I had to lug all of the plants up to the bathroom to spray them down. And then somehow my gigantium, my gigantium that was eight feet tall, six feet tall, is taller than the patio door got spider mites too and so i had to carry that thing up the stairs all the way up the stairs giant plant it was really rough and then you know four weeks of treatment later all of a sudden i didn't have spider mites anymore (laughs) but it was awful it was too many plants too much foliage plants are too big too many leaves i think like i'm telling i'm just gonna like summarize the same story that i said last week one of the things that I said, if you had been paying attention, audience, you would have known this. But uh, I basically told a story about my friend who was trying to do something good. I told it right after Kaylin told this spider mite story. <laughs> but I, I like my friend was trying to do a good thing and like clean all the leaves on his plants with a cloth and like some like oh. diluted soapy water <clears throat> or maybe just pure water and just like shine the leaves a little bit, clean the dust and he found that he had he found spider mites on like one plant the following day and then within a week he realized that like his try attempt to like clean the leaves had just like picked up spider mites off of one plant and then just like helped shuttle them all the way around his collection (laughs) in like all six rooms of his apartment here you like this plant have all of these others (laughs) yeah it's like a buffet yeah but instead of food it's plants I had a similar people, people, it's small mites. I had a similar instance where I spread fungus to a good portion of my plants by reusing the same water tray to bottom water. I think you can also spread fungus by using the same water, like whatever runs out of another plant. If you pour that into a different plant. I'm very guilty of doing that. I do it too, especially at work. So I. Don't dump any water out because the sink is forever away. But if any of you are experiencing fungus on your plants, copper fungicide spray down once a week for four weeks will take care of it. Heck yeah. Great stuff. Fungus, you'll see it by little rust-colored dots on the leaves or uneven browning around the edges of the leaves. That's fungus. Um, a lot of times if your white variegation on your elbows is turning brown, and getting gross, probably also a fungus. Uh, you can spray those bad boys down. Oh, same thing with your variegated alocasia. Doesn't seem like it would work, but guess what? It does. It takes care of it right away. I should maybe try that on my Adora. My my Fredic is okay, but my Adora gets the brown edges on the mostly white leaves. I just chalk it up to it's a white leaf. It's going to die. But okay, so here's you should you should come over and see my Adora because same thing that happened. Um, I was noticing that. Sprayed it down with uh, copper fungicide every week for a couple weeks. Um, All the new leaves come out just fine. Um, And then if you took a look at my oldest leaves and saw what great condition they were in, you'd be like, holy shit. 
I'm totally going to take Kaylin's advice because <laughs> my oldest leaves, all the whites still there have very, very, very minimal browning. Uh-huh. Um, even when the leaf starts to die, it's still like the white's still really nice looking comparatively. So definitely do that. Yeah. I'll have to give it a try. I've used copper fungicide. I've used a lot of different fungicides. I'm not convinced that I've ever actually had fungal infections on my plants. Mm. Like my personal plants. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like I know I've had, I've had them pro- I know a lot of times on phyllos. Yeah. The, the phyllos get them a lot. Phyllos. Yeah. Maybe that's the- a horror story. How I always mispronounce philodendron. <laughs> Philo. I, ca- I know it's philodendron, but the, for some reason, the shorthand, I will just say phyllos. Philo. I'll type it okay. out like that, but I will always say philodendron because the philo sounds weird. I like it. I think in plant plant Latin, the P-H-Y-L-L-O is also pronounced philo, which is confusing because we pronounce P-H-I-L-L-O the same. But isn't it called a phylum? That's a single L. Oh, never mind. P-H-Y-L-U-M. All right. Right? So the second L's making it an I sound? Mm, I feel like it's a double L. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking of things like a philomorph or a philoclade. Those are like plants oh, that- it is one L. Those are like plants that have, um, that don't produce leaves. They just produce stems. So you call that a phylloclade. Uh, so that's just fantastically confusing. Right. That's, we could talk about that as a horror story. Latin. Yeah. The dead language that everyone seems to think is pronounced a certain way. <laughs> Watch, I'm a correct. Bunch of, there were a bunch of um, horticulture graduate students doing their coffee hour in the conservatory today. And some of them were arguing about like so pretentious whether <laughs> whether scientific names are like one of them was like only use I only use scientific names and then the other one was like I don't know I think common names are useful sometimes and then they totally got shut down and then I like chimed in and I was like I think it's okay like you guys we can use common names to like have discussions with ordinary like not the crazy plebs. plant people <laughs> just like. It's useful to communicate with other humans to like say <laughs> words that aren't like listen Latin here, nerds. Words. When you're talking to the peasants, <laughs> use the common names. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to use the scientific name when we're talking about carrots, right? Like, <laughs> we can just say carrot. Yeah, I mean, that's really kind of to speak inversely on that. When I was in college, that was like a whole part of one of our labs one day was. I'm going to miss, I'm going to misspeak it now, but something like, I think it's broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and another vegetable like that all have the same exact scientific name. And it's all just different parts of the plant slash growth stage of the plant is what we eat. So that's the common, that's where, that's a very good example of why the common names are are important. Broccoli and Brussels sprouts are two. I know. I'm like I said, I'm, I know I'm speaking incorrectly on the actual common names. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like. The Pickles, purpose of cucumbers. it was that, well, <laughs> pickles and cucumbers, scientific name of pickle. Um, I can look it up. I just remember it being well, a whole thing of, you know, this is why common names are important. Yeah. Broccoli and Brussels sprouts are brassicaceae. Those are, that's the family, but maybe they're the same plant. Like, cause a broccoli is like a flower. Mm-hmm. Those are like little flowering heads, I think. Yeah. Here we go. Cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli. They're all, well, Brassica oleracea, oleracea, um, and then cauliflower. Yeah, and then cauliflower is Brassica oleracea boitritis, and broccoli is Brassica oleracea italica. Hmm. Um, They're all the same genus and species, but mm-hmm. they have different like subspecies. Yep. Names. Oh, and spinach is in there too. Oh, wait, no, hang on, I, I misspoke there. Spinach has its own genus. <clears throat> but yeah, huh. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> I'm, that was a tangent. I'm sorry. It was just, it came up today and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny because they're, it's just getting, get pretentious with the, Those with graduate the Latin students. sometimes. Yeah. I mean, not even just graduate students, but like even within the plant community, it's like there's some shade that occasionally gets thrown. And it's like, if you say it like differently, if you pronounce it differently, it's right. like, oh no, it's not, it's not philodendron, it's philodendron or it's not, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. (laughs) It's exactly, (laughs) I can't not hear that. And I'm like, as long as I kind of know what you're talking about, then it's not, it doesn't matter to me. Right. But anyway, 
But what I guess this is a nice little turnaround. It's been a month since this has happened, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. Alocasia tanderusa is officially classified and recognized by the National or International Aeroid Society. Stop calling it Jacqueline. (laughs) It is Alocasia tanderusa. All day, every day. No, some Jacqueline lady went to nursery and where was it? Indonesia. Uh, Decided to name it after herself. It's not (laughs) at all correct. Stop calling it that. We don't support that. That's an instance where the common name is not accepted. Stop it. And every time I tell somebody in the plant group, they ignore me and I'm like, fuck you. Well, they always spell it wrong, too. Yeah, it's J-A-C-K-L-Y-N, not anything else. Or no, L-I-N. It's J-A-C-K-L-I-N. and everyone puts a Y in it. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop it. Tandarusa means deer (laughs) antler. Because it looks like a deer antler. Any other horrific things you've done to your plants, Adam? Adam? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, certainly... I've certainly done horrific things to my plants. I mean, I always, I've told you guys the story, like I told you last week, and if you were paying attention, you would remember. But um, I, once upon a time, tried to convert my bird's nest fern uh, from soil to LECA, and it was like one of my favorite plants. It was growing like beautiful bigger fronds each time and really well-rooted. And I was like trying to carefully remove all of the organic material from the root system and then so I could transfer it into LECA because I was transferring everything into LECA and it was just a cool thing to do. And I was like, oh, my fern, it's like a fern. It's going to do so well just with constant moisture. And I was like, I took like two, probably close to two hours, like carefully hours? removing. Yeah, I was probably watching a movie. This is what I used to do. I would like <laughs> turn on a TV show and then like take plants out of my prop bins or out of soil and like slowly transfer them to LECA, like wow. remove the sphagnum from the roots. And I would just watch like four You're episodes diligent. of New Girl or something. And anyway, <laughs> at the end, I realized that there was nothing left there. I ripped off all the roots and I was like looking for them and I couldn't find them. And they were just too small for me to see. And um, I still tried to put it in whatever was left. I put in LECA and it just the whole thing collapsed by the following <laughs> morning. That was bad. That was pretty shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I've also sprayed croton, croton, croton for mealybugs or something. And then I think I did it when it was still too hot and sunny in the greenhouse. And the next day, every single leaf had fallen off of it. <laughs> I sprayed it with neem oil diluted in water, and it must have just been too hot and sunny. And the plant just like scalded or whatever, like the phytotoxicity of the oil with the sunshine was just too high and it just decided to drop all of its foliage right so i mean there are things like that which i will freely admit i've killed like you know a thousand dollar plant really fast just like murdered it um because i was trying to be treated specially Mm -hmm. like different from other plants normal plants because it was expensive but what i should have done was just treat it the same as all my other plants that survive um which was lesson learned but I don't know. What else did I talk about last week? You guys were there. (laughs) Uh, I will say like a lot of those sound like they were accidents. And yes, that's horrifying, but it's not like you intentionally did. You you intentionally caused the horror onto your plant. Whereas like my story is I've full on just have ripped roots right out of nursery pots because I don't want to spend the time nicely pulling them out. And I don't want time to cut open the pot so i just rip them out and go you're gonna regrow them have fun i see what you're getting at (laughs) i've definitely like no i've definitely like been too lazy to like tease the roots out of a moss pole so i just like take the moss pole in one hand take (laughs) the climbing plant in the other one and just like here we go rip it (laughs) off and like it rips off all the aerial roots that i've carefully been training into this pole (laughs) for like two and a half years um and then i stick that thing on a new pole i mean that's what happened you saw what the result was with that uh, epiprenum pinnatum and the oh, new, and yeah. the next leaf that came out was like real. It had lost a lot of its maturity, but then it quickly reattached to the new pole because it's a pothos. Mm-hmm. And then by the f- by two leaves later, it was back to its full right. size. So but that was be- that would be an example of intentionality <laughs> where I was being intentionally ruthless, horrific, and impatient. Yeah. Kaylin, are you working on a fursuit? Uh, it's Puss in Boots. Oh, nice. Well, what's it for? My niece. Nice. 
I have um, hand sewing to do, so. She's going to be warm she's, this Halloween. She's going to pick it up tomorrow. Sometimes I feel like I'm torturing plants when I give them away to people who are like, oh, I want to start plants and it's like friends who are just getting started. I know I'm just giving those plants away to die. Yeah. Or slowly. I had it. Yeah. It I surprises me when they live actually. Yeah. I think like I sold a number of plants to a few people and then it was cold. Mm-hmm. They picked them up at my door and I had wrapped them in a couple bags. Like I had double wrapped them, but I was like, I didn't, I just assumed that they were going back to their car and like back into their warm car. But like I drove over to pick up master noodle, like Chinese mm-hmm. from nearby my house, like 30 minutes later. And they were walking to the train stop with the plants in the bag. And, uh, I'm pretty sure those, does wouldn't have made it. I mean, I I tried with the double wrapping, but that's uh, they've been walking for thirty minutes. That's an excellent reminder this time of year. Where as we go into our winter months, you will start to see people walking out of Target on like December third, and it's twenty five degrees outside, and they bought a plant, not covered, not in a bag, just full on exposed. That's horrifying. My boss did that to me last year. She got me a rickrack cactus for Christmas. And she brought it inside and it was negative three degrees outside. And she like brought it in fully exposed. I was like, did you, did you not put this in a bag? She's like, no. I'm like, this is probably going to be dead tomorrow. Was it? Unfortunately, it's still alive. <laughs> I didn't want the Rick rag. I was like, thanks. But it's still alive. It's growing at my. She's going to listen to this episode. No. I'm sure your boss listens to all of the episodes. She doesn't know I have a podcast. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, it's still alive. It's growing. It's doing its thing. It definitely, I mean, it lost a couple leaves, whatever they're called on the rickrack. But other than that, it's been doing its thing. If you wanted it to live, it would have died. Yeah, usually how it goes. I mean, I remember buying, like, I used to buy plants from Home Depot, like, when I was first getting started, and it was probably 2018. And I, like, had, a, I had, like, I bought a couple, and it was really cold. There was snow on the ground, and I just remember... I had like a handful of different ferns. Mm. I just wanted to get ferns because I had just built a terrarium. And I was like, I'm going to plant these in my terrarium. And I like got inside into my kitchen and like spilled them all onto the kitchen counter. And then I was looking around and I was like, hold on, I'm missing one. Oh, no. I got like, where's the tiger fern? Like it had variegation. And like I'm looking around and then I'm like, oh, shit. And I turn around and it's up. It's like face down in the snow <laughs> outside and I'm like no getting watered I, I ran back outside <laughs> and I picked it up and I brought it in and I was like it's no way it's gonna make it and it made it wow it was upside down in the snow for a full minute um fern yeah and thing probably lived until I ripped all the roots off trying to convert it to Lekka. <laughs> you said that was a bird's nest fern that was a bird's nest I was Using it for comedic effect, but I don't actually know what happened to that. <laughs> Probably gave it away or killed it mm. or maybe gave it to my mom. But anyway, point is they can tolerate some some shit. Yeah, um, they really can. And that's why I guess I, I don't get into arguments with people if they're like slowly killing their plants with. I don't want to love they're happy. <laughs> like, I don't need to the plant. Maybe it'll live for a while there, but maybe it will just slowly die. I don't know. Oh, I have a new horror story from last week. Uh-oh. So I have a friend who has one of those sweet converted vans that he can live in. <laughs> he did it himself. Shows up to my house before he goes south for the winter. Says, I brought you two plants to watch over winter. I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> you did what? And the fucking plant, a giant yucca. He brought it into my dining room and set it right in front of my bird of paradise right next to my bird of paradise that's free of bugs put his plant next to it and then told me i'm watching it over winter i'm like cool cool i don't have any room for this also if your plant has bugs i'm gonna kill you um i did a double check right in front of him and that very moment i hadn't eaten eat breakfast yet i determined the yucca probably didn't have spider mites but i moved it far away from my bird of paradise anyway didn't have the balls to tell him you're not taking you're not leaving these here so now I'm watching a stupid succulent and a yucca over Christmas. <laughs> or 
it's it's not even over winter. He's probably not going to come back until like May. So, do those count as your hundred plants? No, they're not counting as hundred <laughs> plants. And it, I I should actually get a two plant allowance in addition to those two as well for my for my sacrifice. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But yeah, I was like. Just because I have plants doesn't mean I want to watch your plants. And also, I don't have room for my plants, much less your plants. So rude and inconsiderate. And then he was like, you bought me lunch for my sacrifice. So I was like, cool, cool. I'd rather pay for my own lunch and not watch your plants. But so here we are. Does he live out of this van full time? Uh, he has a camper at a campground that he lives at. Uh, I was going to say, where was the... the summer? And then they live outside. Gotcha. Just imagine like a giant yucca plant inside of a converted van. Yeah, you don't don't have room for anything else. Have you guys noticed that, like, the further you get in plants, the less enthusiastic try to like give you (laughs) the less no, the less people try to like gift you plants. No, like your friends, they're not gonna like buy you a plant for your birthday because they're they're like not correct. He he's got all these like I don't even know what plant to get him, and if I got him one, he'd probably be too like basic. And I feel like that it's like when you're, if you're like, I think of the example as my sister is an artist and I would be like, I'm not going to get her a piece of art for right. her birthday because I, I we'll don't pick know the wrong about thing. art yeah. really. Yeah. Um, have you noticed that? Yeah. I've definitely told my family gift cards are way better so that I can choose what I'm getting at said plant store. My mom is really good at getting me the absolute worst thing slash wrong thing for Christmas slash my birthday. Um, so I usually end up with like a gift certificate to like Applebee's because I'm quote unquote hard to buy for. (laughs) But also like money, you even knew me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I asked for money. I asked for money and she's like, Oh, okay. When I saw this and thought of you and it's like some dumb trinket. I'm like, woman, stop buying. And I've told her, I have told her, stop buying me stuff. Like one year she gave me Christmas ornament bulb shot glasses for my birthday and a little board game of Christmas drinking games. I was like 24 or 25. I was like, why? Why? <laughs> Honestly, I was like, if there's not a dreidel in here, I don't want to play. Mm. I will play a dreidel drinking game. I will not play anything else. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, no, I tell her, just give me, give me cash, give me gift cards. And she doesn't listen. I'm like, I hate this. Can you just not buy me anything? I think gift giving is an art. Yes. And I am and I not suck at it. skilled yes. at it. I am really great at it if the right thing comes in front of me and I buy it. If I am put under pressure, forget it. Correct. That is usually me too. But I would way more appreciate the perfect gift from somebody at a weird time than something stupid on my birthday. Right. Like uh, my friend Christina, she was staying with me for a little bit. She brought me a Lisa Frank slash Shrek sticker. It says <laughs> All Star on it and it's Shrek in the style of Lisa Frank. Yeah, that's pretty perfect. perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she also got me two pairs of socks. Uh, They're both Halloween themed. Um, One of them has various Halloween things like candy corn, a witch's cauldron, a witch's hat um, as butts. Everything has a butt. (laughs) And the other one, everything is shaped like a dick. Oh, there you go. So like, again, perfect gift. Two (laughs) things I like, genitals and Halloween. (laughs) Well, on that note, later of the week. Oh, I should remember what my plants of the week were last week. I want to re- I want to do double up plants. I I know I gave my Echeveria plant of the week status. It's a succulent I'm growing in Lekka in a tiki mug of all things. Yes. Uh, he's very bushy, very dense, very thick under a grow light for 16 hours a day at full power. He's doing amazing. That's the only way you can grow succulents well in Minnesota. Is in Lekka? Or oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, super late. I mean not specifically the Lekka, but like the under a grow light. Right. Otherwise, they. Will I get see an Amazon macrame. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Get that thing away from me. <laughs> this is my plant of the week. I hate for it. For all everyone, for everyone that's listening, if you don't so know good. what it is, I'm showing it on the camera, so you should know what it is. It's a rabbit's foot fern. I hate it. I think it looks it's a amazing. rabbit's foot fern. They freak me the hell out. <laughs> And if you look really closely, it kind of looks like spider legs. Don't look closely. I regret it. <laughs> look away. Um, no, it, it's it's like it's one of those like low maintenance plants that just lives in my like north facing window. And I just like occasionally if I have leftover water in my water <laughs> bottle, 
I'll just like, I'll be like, oh, fern. And I just dump it in there. <laughs> um, and it's just green and happy. And like the, the rhizomes are just like completely eating the pot alive. Mm-hmm. It's in terracotta. That'll be um, fun when you have to rip them off. It will be fun. Won't it? <laughs> like that's another instance where I will just like, no, I'm mm-hmm. usually pretty. Yeah, no, I'll be, it'll be fine. I think they don't really adhere very mm-hmm. hard um, from what I can tell. But anyway, plant of the week, Davilia genensis or whatever the rabbit's foot fern is. I think it's that one. Mm. Davalia. Davilia. I'll double check that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do my first repeat plant of the week and I'm going to have it be my Florida ghost for Halloween time. Not just because it's that? Halloween, but what is a Florida ghost? No, what was that motion? You're I don't know. Just do it with your hands. Because I like Halloween, and I'm just excited like, for Halloween to happen. And I'm excited oh. to go see the new Five Nights at Fred's, not Five Nights at Freddy's movie in two days, and it's gonna be great. Um, no, my ghost is just looking really happy right now in the midst of I'm dealing with some pretty serious pest issues in one of my cabinets, but my ghost is just chilling and thriving and vibing. It looks great. Yay! I took a top Yay cut a few months ghosts. ago, and I was worried that I was gonna maybe. have it decrease or decline on me doing the top cut thing, but it didn't. It just kept going and it's a happy camper. Sweet. Yeah. I think I got rid of my ghost because it got totally ripped up by hail. Oh. So if you ever propagate yours. I have a node sitting in moss right now and it just like won't put out a root. It just won't. But if that ever roots, it's all yours. Sweet. Yeah. Well, um, weekly reminder to check out our Discord, check out our Instagram page. Um, come chat with us. We love it. Come talk with us about what we should talk about or just talk. Yeah, if you've got questions or ideas groups. for episodes, we always like hearing those. Um, if you send us a donation, we'll yeah. send you some stickers. Unfortunately, you will not get the limited edition Rough Around the Hedges logo sticker. That is just for Adam. It's and, just for my water bottle. And my, nope, these aren't it. But yeah. Sweet. Sick. Well, Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, have a wonderful, safe holiday. And we'll catch you in the next one. Stay rough. And and remember, nobody's handing out drugs to your children. Yeah, that stuff's too expensive. All right, (laughs) bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Fentanyl in the candy bar. I was thinking weed gummies. (laughs) I mean, isn't isn't the myth that, or isn't the legend that they like? The legend. Use it as a way to get, to get, Young people addicted to hardcore drugs. Are you really targeting trick or treat uh, age children? I mean, is it a real thing or not? Probably not not a real thing. There's no fentanyl in. There's no fentanyl in the candy bars. (laughs) Okay, lame. Good. (laughs)